Hello, and welcome to episode 42 of the Doc and Son podcast, which is hosted by yours truly, my dad, Dr. Joaquin Barber, a.k.a. The Doc, and me, his son, Santiago Barber, a.k.a. Son. Thank you for tuning in, and, uh, well, Doc is still away at work, and, uh, mom's not here to be my co-host to fill in for dad, so it's, uh, just going to be me again going solo for the sixth time. So bear with me. Hope I don't put you into a coma or bore you to death or whatever. And uh, I just want to say good morning, everybody. It is 8.56 in the a.m. And it is the 1st of October. So welcome, everybody, to the month of October. You know what that means? Halloween time. <laughs> yep, everybody out there is going to be wearing spooky costumes, fun little scary costumes, ghosts, pirates, uh, animals, uh, monsters, goblins, uh, aliens, uh, werewolves, um, all kinds of mythical uh, for folklore creatures and whatnot, and they'll be going on, uh, house to house with little bags, ask, going up to the neighbors or the people that they're going to and saying, Twicko Tweet, and they're just gonna get candy, delicious, scrumptious, uh, sugary treats, and they'll have them put in their bags, and then after they're done trick-o-tweeting, they will be coming home and unwrap, unwrapping whatever it is that, whatever that the loot that they stole from uh, those innocent people that they robbed of, and uh, just going down on every single one of those sugary treats until they are full of caffeine or sh- and sugar, or whatever, and they can't go to sleep. Until the next day, November 1st, Dia de los Muertos. But that's for another time. Anyway, yeah, Halloween is only 30 days away. And uh, I just thought I'd welcome you all into the beginning of uh, the month of October. And like, well, just so you know, this is a a great month for me because, uh, well, I'm a horror film fan. And this means I can, like, binge or, like, check out some of the most classic, iconic horror films ever made. And maybe you can do the same thing, too. If there are any horror fanatics out there, I highly recommend, or anybody who wants to be horror film fanatics, or they're not, and they want to, they want to give it a try, I highly recommend they start off with some of the most classic horror films ever made. And they are, here with me now, no particular order. I'm just going to name a few. Uh, let's see. Psycho by Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, the Shining by Stanley Kubrick, based on Stephen King's novel. Uh, two great classics. Um, the Exorcist, another great classic. One of the greatest horror films ever made. The Omen, another great one. And uh, rest in peace to the, leg- the legendary Richard Donner, who died on July 5th of this year at the age of 91. He directed The Exorcist, and he did a phenomenal job at uh, reviving Gregory Peck's career right after Gregory Peck lost his son, and he was going through a bad time. So 
God rest you, Richard. Thank you so much for giving us one of the most classic horror films ever made. Uh, there's uh, Suspiria. Yeah, there's two of them. It's about a dance school in Europe, and it's actually a coven of witches. I highly recommend the original one from 1977. Uh, excuse me. Going down on my third cup of coffee, which I've had in the last hour, and it's actually really good. I kind of feel perky and, like, uh, up better than, uh, yeah, I'm totally awake and fully alert. It's better than sniffing glue, which I've never done. I've never sniffed glue in my whole life, and I never will. So, yeah, just listen again. Ugh, coffee. Good. Anyway, what else was I going to say? Uh, yeah, whatever happened to baby Jane with, uh, Betty Davis and Joan Crawford, another great one. Um... Well, any of the other the ones that have become uh, franchises, horror franchises, like A Nightmare on Elm Street, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th, Halloween, that one with Michael Myers and Jamie Lee Curtis, which is John Carpenter's baby. And now Halloween Returns or whatever, the, the sequel to the, the Halloween that came out three years ago. With Jamie Lee returning, directed by David Gordon Green, and co-written by his uh, Eastbound and Down partner, Danny McBride, who's a comedy guy. And I didn't even know he wrote for the, for the most classic horror film franchises of all time. Thanks a lot, Danny. Um, anyway, uh, hang on. You know, so I'm going to Google check. Uh, yeah, Halloween Kills. That's the one. Halloween Kills, which is coming out in two weeks on October 15th. Jamie Lee's return, returning, and uh, David Gordon Green's returning as director, and uh, Danny McBride's returning as co-writer. So yeah, can't wait. Maybe I'll go see it. You should do the same thing, too. Uh, I, I don't know if you should see the Saw franchises, because to be honest, they're not really horror. They're just watching people getting their limbs chopped off, their eyes gouged out, uh, their uh, throats sliced, and put in disgusting traps that like you can't even like eat food while watching that. It's not really horror. I'll tell you what is horror. Insidious. The Insidious films. Ooh, scary as frick. And, uh, The Conjuring. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't sleep after that. And also, Paranormal Activity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Found footage horror has become so, uh, interesting now. Ever since, well, okay. Paranormal Activity and The Blair Witch Project, which was the original one that made found footage horror really interesting. And, uh... Oh, what else is there? Oh, Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, I know. Roman Polanski is a pedophile and, like, or whatever. Well, he's a fugitive now, and we all think he's disgusting. But, come on. He gave us some of the most classic films ever made, and Rosemary's Baby is up there, along with Chinatown and The Pianist and uh, some other stuff. But those are the three that I can really think of and praise him for. Praise him for. You should do the same thing, too. Separate the artist from the art that they've done. It's great advice. Uh, what else is good horror? Do not watch American Horror Story. None of that is actual horror. It's just erotic fantasy, erotic stuff, and like, uh, you know, glamour, and like almost like Riverdale and stuff. Like, uh, yeah, it's just not my type. The Twilight Zone, the original Twilight Zone in black and white. Now that, that is pure, authentic Scary stuff from Rod Serling, and also Tales from the Crypt, which I'm a huge fan of. 
anthologies, horror anthologies are my thing. And I recommend both of those shows to you if you want to get into horror and, like, uh, get spooked and stuff. And, uh, what else? There's so many classic horrors. Oh, yeah, Frankenstein with Boris Karloff from the 30s, Dracula, Bela Lugosi, and also in the 30s, The Wolfman, Lon Chaney Jr., Universal Classics, or maybe An American Werewolf in London, another great classic, the great Rick Baker doing the makeup for uh, David Naughton and uh, John Landis' uh, direction, well, being the greatest... Well, not the greatest. He's been like he's made some of the greatest comedies of all time. The Blues Brothers and Animal House, Train Places, Coming to America, and The Three Amigos. But he really has a knack for horror, and uh, he really shined at it, showing his horror appreciation in American Werewolf in London. Recommend it. Recommend that. The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982. Ooh, an alien that could like shape shift and take on any form. You get paranoid and stuff. With Kurt Russell with a huge freaking beard. I recommend that too. It's the coffee again. Any of David Cronenberg's uh, classics. A Master of Body Horror. Uh, Scanners. Uh, Videodrome. Uh, the Fly with Jeff Goldblum and, and Gina Davis. Another great job with uh, Rick Baker doing the makeup. And you gotta check it out. Now what else is there of horror? Uh, Wes Craven... Scream? Well, actually, it's not scary. It's a uh, uh, self-aware meta uh, slasher. You know, everybody knows, like, uh, the rules of how to survive a horror movie, and there's always a different uh, killer in each sequel, and the different rules in each sequel, like, how to survive. And, uh, you know, I'm finally thrilled and excited that they're already coming out with a fifth Scream film. Coming out next year on January 14th. The original cast is coming back. Yeah, I mentioned it before. Uh, Nev Campbell, David Arquette, and Courtney Cox. Well, it's not going to be directed by Wes Craven, who died six years ago of brain cancer. So, But they're going to continue on for Wes. Thank you, guys. And Oh, Sam Raimi, another great. Uh, he did the original Evil Dead trilogy uh, and from the... From 81 to 93 with Bruce Campbell. And, like, so young at 23, he just, like, shined. He already had a promising career in, like, uh, directing. Well, then he went on to do... He didn't do slapstick horror uh, again. He went on to do the original Spider-Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. But hands up to him. Praise praise uh, Sam Raimi for that. Huh. Jeez, there's just so many other great horror films. You know something? You guys have... I'm gonna, like, uh, leave that up to you guys. Go, oh, yeah, wait. Zombie films. Do none of the zombie movies today, because there's too much CGI, all the zombies are running, and it's not scary. It's not tense. It's not thrilling. Uh, don't... I highly recommend you do not watch The Walking Dead, okay? It's just dull and boring. After, like... 11 freaking years just walking, kill zombies, anarchy, colonies, and leaders, and like all that stuff. Uh, no. George A. Romero is the master of zombie films. Yeah, the, the Night of the Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, all those. From, the six, from 1968 to the 70s, George A. Romero. 
The original Zombie Master. Those I recommend. Oh, Fright Night 2. The original Fright Night from 1985. uh, Written and directed by Tom Holland. Not Spider-Man Tom Holland. He directed... Tom Holland from 1985. He directed like one of the... Also one of the most classic uh, werewolf movies ever made. And uh, so yeah, it's got Chris Sarandon, William Ragsdale, Amanda Burse, who was... uh, Marcy uh, Darcy in Married with Children, and also the late great Roddy McDowell as somebody, a guy who did uh, a late British actor who like, played a character in Fright Night who resembled like Vincent Price, and uh, Vincent Price, a master of horror too. Uh, the Raven. Uh, he also did oh the Tingler, ladies and gentlemen. The tingler is loose in your theater. Scream! Scream for your lives! That's kind of a weak Vincent Price impression, but I suggest you check out all the works of the late, great Vincent Price. He's really scary. And, uh, yeah. I guess that's what I have to say about Halloween. Oh, yeah. Uh, Halloween parties, every like teenagers and college guys and girls, you get drunk, you do like a bit of ecstasy and stuff, and then like you guys like yeah, you know, making out and stuff, and like maybe even like put a sock on the doorknob and do it role playing. I don't know, as uh, as Game of Thrones character or Walking Dead character, Superman, uh, Batman, anybody from the DC or Marvel universe characters or Star Wars. Or Star Trek, or, um, oh, jeez, a lot, a lot of characters that you, fictional characters that you can do role play in, uh, while you're getting it all hot and heavy, I think, in, like, uh, the closet or the bathroom or, uh, I don't know, one of your friends' rooms or if it's in a frat house or in one of your friend's houses, your parents' house, so they're out of town, they don't know you're throwing a party and all that stuff, getting wasted, well, that's what Halloween parties are about now. I don't do one of those things. I'd rather just, uh, you know, go down on some delicious candy, sweet succulent candy, chocolates, uh, Hershey's Snickers, uh, Reese's Pieces, um, what else candy is there? Maybe marshmallows, too. I know that's not candy. Maybe, um, baby bottle pop, maybe licorice, maybe, um, I don't know, the whole nine. As long as it's sweet sucking and it gets me fat. Um, well, anyway. You guys better p- prepare yourselves for Halloween. Yep. From one, uh, uh, from one horror fanatic to another. But, anyway, I'm just gonna, like, uh, there's another thing I want to get off that I want to say to you guys. It's that, um, month of October? I don't know. Okay. Let me uh, say this. I will be shut in my house for the entire month of October, and I will not be out until November 1st. Reason why? I cannot say. Because I plead the fifth. So yeah, I'm sorry if you won't see me for a whole month or whatever. But I will be practicing guitar every day for an hour, learning Beatles from the Beatles and like up to like even heavier stuff, heavier metal, like ACDC, Aerosmith, Guns N' Roses, uh, Van Halen, Black Sabbath, The Who, 
uh, maybe Jimi Hendrix, Cream, uh, Nirvana, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Motley Crue, Bon Jovi, um, well, it, it, all depending on who it is I find interesting to play on guitar, learn on guitar for a whole month, and I'll also be binging on some great classic horror films, well, not just horror films, but all types of films that I've never seen before, the classic films that I need, want, I'm interested in seeing, and there's some people who I haven't kept my word on seeing those films, and I promise I will not let them down, and, uh, also, guess what is on Netflix now? No so for you! Yada, yada, yada! A festivus for the rest of us! Yep, you guessed it. Seinfeld. All nine seasons and 180 episodes on Netflix. Thank you so much, Netflix, for ask for Jerry Seinfeld for giving Netflix the, his blessing to, uh... Have his masterpiece, his love child, on the mo the most popular streaming service of all time. Oh, maybe I got I gotta check out Seinfeld. Like considered one of the greatest sitcoms of all time. It's a show about nothing, all for self-centered narcissists. Don't care about anything but themselves. Think the whole world revolves around them. Greedy, uh, self lazy, uh, immature people. And that's, they're just the people who inspire It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Because it's, everybody's saying It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is Seinfeld on crack. And I have to agree with them. And it's still going on for 15 freaking seasons after 16 freaking years. It's still going on. Longest running sitcom in television history. Thank you, Seinfeld. I'm looking forward to checking you guys out. Yep, Jerry, Elaine, Kramer, George... Frank Costanza, Newman, uh, the soup Nazi, no soup for you. I can't wait to see that one. And uh, well, what else do I have to say? Uh, I'm not gonna be shaving for a whole month, and I'm not even gonna be shaving when it comes to no shave November. So a bit. So I'd like to have uh, I'd like to have my uh, I I like to get the whole Charles Manson look. Yeah. After like 50 years in prison. So, looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's what I have to say about me. And all that stuff. And Well, actually, I think people should know, if you're a huge Sopranos fan, I'm talking to you, Ed and Grace, because you're my best friends, and I care about you guys. I really love you guys. You're huge Sopranos fans. No spoilers, but... The Sopranos prequel movie, The Many Saints of Newark, is now out in theaters and on HBO Max. So you, you can just like check it out anytime you want. If you got HBO Max, or you can go out in theaters and check it out on the big screen too. <sighs> no, I haven't seen The Sopranos. Stopped at season two, and I don't know the rest of the show. But anyway, check it out. Corey Stoll is Junior Soprano. Michael Gandolfini, James's son, looks so much like him. God rest one of the greatest TV gods of all time, Tony Soprano, James Gandolfini. His son is passing, he passed his legacy down onto his son, and his son is carrying out his father's footsteps. Carrying in his father's footsteps is one of the greatest TV characters of all time. Oh, and believe it or not, Ray Liotta's in it. Yeah, when was the last time he ever did anything mob-related? Well, obviously Goodfellas. I mean, when has he ever... Yeah. 
You think he's doing this? You think the people from the Sopranos are casted? They casted him in this in, in the Many Saints in Newark as an apology for not asking him to guest star in the Sopranos. Maybe, yeah. All right, can't blame him. But anyway, also what's great, Joey Coco Diaz is in this motherfucker. You know that big fat pot smoking Cubano who's got always going down on edibles and stuff and he don't give a F about nothing always cursing like a mofo and yeah yeah you got it and he's in this a huge Sopranos fan and uh yeah you can obviously tell he's gonna be in it because he's got that mafioso look even though he's from Cuba even though and he was raised in the New Jersey he was raised in New Jersey he's a Jerseyite and uh, he went to New York too. But anyway, it's been his lifelong dream to be in a mob movie. Well, mostly about the Sopranos too. But anyway. So, I just want to say, uh, welcome to October, everybody. And uh, get ready for Halloween. Get ready for those trick-or-treaters. Get ready to party like uh, Satan's and, and Satan and his minions are in you. Uh, Ed and Grace. Everybody else who's a Sopranos fanatic... Go check out The Many Saints of Newark in theaters and on HBO Max. Check it out before it's too late, before anybody spoils it or whatever. And uh, also, uh, see you in a whole month. So see you uh, come Dia de los Muertos. And uh, thank you, everybody. Have a good rest of your day. Have a great weekend. This has been episode 42 of the Doc and Sun podcast. And Sun going solo for the sixth time. This is Sun saying, uh, Adios, arrivederci, ciao. And uh, catch you all on the flip side. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is something that I want to say from Scary Movie 3. I've been cleaning up after this dumbass cracker Giggins for 10 years. But I've been hitting it with this woman for 12. Know what I'm saying, N-word? She loves her some chocolate. Sharpton for president, y'all. I'm outie. Deuces. Goodbye.